Hey, we're Brittany and Tiffany, and we're obsessed with all things meal planning. And we're here to help you navigate both the wild and wonderful parts of feeding your people. I'm a mama to seven and the creator of The Deliberate Day. I'm a mama of five, an ideal and inspiration. We'll teach you the tried and true secrets to getting meals on the table with more love and less overwhelm. So grab your favorite cup of coffee or tea, get comfortable, and come learn with us. Hey there, this is part two of five of our meal planning series. We are coming to you today to talk about schedule. And why schedule? It's because you cannot be successful in meal planning without starting with your schedule first. Okay, so I'd like us to take like the 5,000 foot view before we do anything else and let's talk about what season you're in. This is so important because it has so much to do with what your schedule actually looks like. We have different seasons that we're in. Talk about motherhood and your kids and your ages and their stages have so much to do, right? When you have little, little ones, newborn babies and you're not sleeping through the night, you are nursing throughout the day, or you've got little toddlers and they're really busy, or you start getting into grade school where you're trying to get people to school, you're trying to get out the door every day, or you're trying to get people to and from sports, or you get get into the ages where you've got like middle schoolers and they're getting a little bit more busy with friends and they're getting a little bit more involved in the community or starting to get into older teenagers and their life is starting to carry on without you, but you still have to be part of taxiing them places and keeping tabs on where they're going and what they're doing, okay? All of these different seasons play a part, and some of them are happening, you know, at the same time, right? Simultaneously. <laughs> right? Yep. Sometimes you're balancing all of these different seasons in motherhood at one time. This plays a really big part in what your schedule looks like and how it can impact your meal planning. Well, and on top of that, you have the annual seasons, like the actual seasons of the year, which are going to differ When you have fall coming up, you have the start of school, you have festivals and things that might be going on that you're going to have to take into account. Winter brings kind of the holiday season and maybe some extra baking. I know a friend of mine on Facebook was like, what is up with all the cookies? Why do I have to make all these (laughs) cookies, you know? And I know good moms like Brittany actually bring teacher gifts at, at school break and do some of those things. And then summer... When all of a sudden you've had these kids gone all day if you send them to school all year long, and then they show up again, and you have to actually feed them. Three meals a day, 21 meals a week. Yeah, plus plus snacks. snacks. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And then spring, you know, you have the different holidays that come in the spring and feast days and fasting days and, and stuff like that. So. Those are important to take. And holidays, too. You've got, hol- you've got big holidays like Easter. Yeah. And, yeah, absolutely. Then vacations, too, for spring break. And then you're talking about vacations and other times of the year in the summer and the winter, too. So that's, I mean, those are a lot of things to consider. Yeah, your annual just calendar seasons. Mm-hmm. But then also personally, kind of what season are you in in yourself? Are you struggling with postpartum depression? Are you struggling with the stage you're in in your motherhood? Are you struggling with your marriage? Or, you know, are you just on a high right now and life is just super wonderful? What season are you in in your inner room, in your inner soul, in your inner heart? And those may seem like maybe we're getting a little too deep here, but but I don't think we are because if you're the one who is really doing the brunt of the cooking and planning, these are things that you need to take into account. 
I do think they play a part in your capacity to give to your meal planning. And I think that that matters a lot in order to make your meal planning serve you and your family because you can't be consistent with meal planning. And the whole point of meal planning is that it serves you, right? Is that it takes something off of your plate and not adds to it. And Sometimes we look at meal planning the wrong way, that it needs to be elaborate or it needs to be big. And kind of knowing your personal season, what season of motherhood you're in, your annual seasons, and and your financial season, right? Your financial season plays a very large part in your meal planning. So, I mean, really, because if if you're kind of young and newly married and just starting out, maybe you haven't experienced kind of the ups and downs of married life in different financial seasons. But if you're older and more experienced, like me, oh, I'm old. Um, you might we know, are not old. I mean, you're not old. I'm kind of <laughs> we old. We are not. But but you've kind of gone through those different times, and it, maybe someone loses a job. Maybe you know. Maybe someone gets a really good job, and mm-hmm. all of a sudden you have you know a windfall. <laughs> a windfall, and you you can buy the ten dollar bread. Like yes. that's that's something to take into account. You know. When, when, yeah. you're, when you're planning. Yeah, planning has everything to do with the seasons you're in. So taking a look at scheduling, the reason why it's so important to know about schedule is because we want to plan our meals around what's going on in our schedule. Once you know kind of the season you're in and that tells you what your capacity is to give, then you can look at, okay, what is actually happening in the day? So where we took that bird's eye view, now we're going to narrow it down and we're going to be standing on the grass. If you've already taken a look at where to start and you've picked your meal planning system as far as if you're going to do monthly, biweekly, or weekly, take a look at what you have going on and then base your meals on that. If I know on Wednesdays I've got to homeschool my kids through about one or two and then we have piano lessons and then I've got soccer and then I also have kids that go to church, that is not a night that I need to plan making, I don't know, Homemade dumplings, okay? (laughs) Homemade dumplings that you don't save for your friend. (laughs) I couldn't save them. After we spent 17 hours making them, they devoured them in less than 30 minutes. I'm sorry. I will... It's that okay. was crushing, I know. It's all right. They looked pretty on Instagram. <laughs> I've set a standard now, constantly I, sharing all the meals. I know, and I'm a total meal-sharing deadbeat, honestly. Brittany <laughs> you brings not. me stuff, like, all the time. I actually brought something, broke into her house, put it in her fridge, and then didn't tell her. So she found it. <laughs> okay, it was the best thing that ever happened to me. She makes this amazing dish called kulat, or I think that's the cut of meat. I don't even know. I just no. know that that's what I want to eat for the rest of my life. Yes. And when I found it, it was, like... Christmas, y'all. I thought I had been gifted something from the stars. It was amazing. <laughs> from the heavens. Yes, but those though but keep in mind like in your day to day, you don't you don't want to plan an elaborate meal on a day that you have three separate appointments and a practice and church, right? Yes, absolutely. You you cannot meal plan well if you are not first taking your schedule into consideration. That is the biggest thing about meal planning well. You have to look at what's going on and you have to choose meals that fit what's happening in your schedule. Okay, so we're going to move on to choosing your planning and shopping days, which is something that Brittany has brought up over and over again if you've been following along with us. And I think it's really important and it's also something that I really haven't heard before. All right. 
this is really important because if you're planning and you're shopping, sometimes if you're not making it a good habit, it's it's just going to pass you by. And then this is going to cause you more stress or more anxiety. But we really want meal planning to serve you. We want it to serve you and we want it to serve your family. If it's something that's causing you more stress, it's not going to do that. So choose what planning system you want. Are you shopping weekly? Are you shopping bi-weekly? Are you shopping monthly? Maybe if you're in Italy, you're shopping every three days. And then choose that based on the season you're in, right? But then once you've done that, look for less in your week or your weeks or your month. Look for the times of days where you can fit this in without it being an additional burden, okay? Maybe you want to go shopping early in the morning because that's the time you're the most patient. That's the time the kids are maybe the most, maybe they're energetic, but they're also happier. You know, they're also a little bit more alive. It's a little bit more fun to take them places. It's not around nap times or right between nap time and dinner and bath and everything where things get hectic. Maybe you want to go shopping in the evenings because that's the time of day where things have kind of settled down and you have a husband who comes home from work and you can sneak away really quick. You know, maybe you have a time of day where at nap times you want to trade off with a friend and maybe you come over to her house and babysit while she shops and then she comes over to your house and babysits while you shop. And then just a caveat to that, which... Tiffany is always bringing up how we can build community and we can make lasting friendships and we can invite people into our messy. This is a beautiful thing. This is a beautiful opportunity to do that, to invite someone in and something kind of meaningless, but also it's not really, right? It, there's a lot here that giving to another person like that and then returning the favor or having the favor returned bonds you and, and connects you and makes good lasting friendships. And just a side note, too, when you find somebody to do this with, be really honorable of the time that they're investing and don't abuse that. Don't say, oh, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm 30 minutes late. I just decided to run by here, too. Or, you know, continually ask for extras like, oh, I, I know we said two hours, but I just needed to do this or I was just going to grab coffee or You know, be really honorable of the time commitment you've set so that you can make sure that you're honoring her and her time as well. Absolutely, because I know from experience, I don't know what it is about having a lot of kids that makes people think that you want to watch more kids. <laughs> yes. Uh, I I know you've had this too, yes. but that, I mean, this was a long, actually, weirdly, no one asks me to watch their kids anymore, maybe. <laughs> I don't know, maybe I should think about that. But there was a time when I would be asked quite often to watch people's kids, mm-hmm. and At the time, I had four or five little kids who were under the age of 10, and I either had a husband who was gone, or when he got back, he was wounded, and I just was not good at saying no, and Mm -hmm. then two hours can turn into four hours, and then you're like, oh my goodness, like, maybe it's because I learned to say no, maybe that's why people don't ask me anymore, But, um, but it can be a good way to do a trade with someone, but Brittany is right. Please be respectful of yeah, yeah. of your people's times and their capacity. You know, yes, yes, yeah. As moms, we we know what our capacities are, right? Because once it's gone, it's you know it's gone. And if you can do that with another friend, I gosh, the the people in my inner circle right now are so respectful of me, so respectful of my time, so respectful of our values that I just can't tell you how deep those friendships are and how much they mean to me. And I would say a really big part of that 
is, is how much we've connected and how respectful we are of one another, how much we lift each other up and don't ask too much. You know, we, I would literally give anything for these people that I'm talking about right now. I would bend over backwards for them. And I know I would do that so freely and not because I expect something in return, but I also know deep in my heart that I could ask them for anything, anytime, anywhere. And I know that they would come through for me too. So if you start building up these relationships, if you're kind of new to one, honoring their time, honoring them as a person, honoring their capacity, honoring them, their no, you know, that goes a long way. But anyways, back to choosing your day and your planning and your shopping. (laughs) You want to look for the less in your week, your month, your weeks, right? You want to find a time that you can commit to for real, not just don't, don't pick times that aren't good. Just like when you're picking your, when you're looking at your schedule and you're picking meals that fit what you're actually doing that day. When you're picking these days, make sure it fits in the time that you're choosing to do it because it needs to work for you and it needs to serve you. It also needs to be something that you can build a habit up because once you start building a habit of it, it will start serving your family as well. You'll start to see how it sets very firm and great boundaries for your family when they know what day you're shopping, when they do, when they know what day you're shopping and they know what day you're meal planning, right? They'll start to talk to you about their meal ideas before you've meal planned so you don't have to change it later. Or they'll start to talk to you about, hey, mom, I really wanted Chex Mix. You know, will you check to see if Chex Mix is on sale this week? And then they know to ask that stuff beforehand. So you're not making multiple trips to the store if you want to help your people out or get them little things that they'd like and things. So choose a day for planning and shopping or one for each. I really prefer to choose one day to plan and then the next day I go shopping. That seems to work really well for me. It gives me a little bit of time to chew on my meal plan. It gives me a little bit of extra time to get my grocery list together because once you have the meal plan, you know, you need to write down all the things you need for the different recipes and ingredients you need and everything. So pick a day for shopping, pick a day for planning, and then stick to those. All right. And now let's do a little bit of a recap. What we've talked about in this episode is first you need to kind of take that 5,000 foot view and consider what season you're in. Then you need to look at your day to day and what kind of schedule do you have? Because that is the secret sauce. Like Brittany said, it's the nugget. It's where everything can fall apart when you're planning a meal. And finally, based on whatever interval you have for meal planning, you want to pick your days or day for planning and shopping. We invite you to DM us on Instagram with the word bonus, and we'll send you the link for our free mini meal planning kit, which has a beautiful meal planning template in it that encourages you to put your schedule right on there. And it's even an eight day planner with an overlap day so that you can work in that planning and shopping day.